from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. All right, so we're back to episode, uh, not back, here is episode three. That's right. Okay, so good stuff. Beyond the Dumbbells, welcome to our show. Um, we have some pretty cool topics today to talk about. Um, number one, and obviously we want we want to just share that the stuff we talk about, we are actually going through it or uh, have gone through it, but it's always, life is always um, a process of learning. So this is some of our learned lessons. Um, this one's a hot topic because I, we see a lot of people um, that do these things together. So us as a, as a couple and that we're pretty close quarters a lot. So <laughs> the first topic we're going we're gonna to talk about working together, spouses specifically, um, working with your spouse and lots of entrepreneurs out there. And I don't know that there's a whole ton of content on how two people can make working and living in the same space work. I mean, it's, yep. it's a challenge and make it fun. It's gotta be fun, um, to just balance out a lot of the drama sometimes. Um, <laughs> not drama, just, uh, it's it's a tale of two lives crammed into one one house one place one business one car and you both have, um, we got our own unique personalities we've got our marriage and then we've got our hats and roles in the, in the business itself so obviously we're talking about the gym business here so what was how long we've we been working together now this close so as far as me being full time well you started part time immediately yeah. So I was, so we've been in the same business. It's just over seven years. Mm -hmm. And then basically, well, we do share an office. So sharing an office uh, full time for, what are we at? Like eight months? So uh, first quarter of 2017 is when you left uh, corporate. Mm -hmm. Um, Not many people know this. You were working a full-time job and still putting in about 30, 40 hours a week at the gym. And that's not just training, that's operations and management and everything else. So you were coming off of one job, tuckered out just from doing that work, and then you had to roll into this other job, and then you had to come do it with your spouse. Um, So part-time, you had over six and a half years um, working shoulder to shoulder with someone in a complete different industry. I mean, we didn't work together before the gym. Right. Um, And our experience, we actually met on the job that... um, even then, we weren't in similar roles that it would have had any kind of synergy. It, oh, was, no. it was completely, we didn't bump into each other very often. So what's it been like for you working with uh, with your man, with the, <laughs> with the spouse? So, And th- this is meant to be, so to be raw, what are the frustrations? You know, what are the struggles? This is obviously not a sugar-coated topic because, you know, there's been tension and there's times when oh, uh, we have to pull back and kind of, hug it out check ourselves (laughs) hug it out and recognize that uh, there's two lives being two roles if of two lives being put into one place so Mm -hmm. what's it been like for you I guess from the beginning to where it's evolved now um I would say the number one word that comes to mind is it's been fun like it's just been that's good yeah it's been fun it is definitely been challenging at times um I think being part-time um you you doing so much of the gym and me not understanding all the nitnoids, so to speak, 
of what happens when I came on full time, not knowing those. And you see like this basic, it's like a pipe bursting Mm -hmm. of stuff that we've got to do in a day. It was kind of overwhelming and you never made me feel this way, but I kind of felt like, what did I just step into? Like, this is so over my head and whoa. When, when you're doing home, when you're doing a business that supports your family's um, livelihood, it becomes very real. Oh, I mean, yeah. When you're working for a nine to five and you're working for the man, there's a lot of slop in there. I mean, there's HR, there's, um, there's time to get things right when it's your own business and it's your right to the mat. Things can fall apart. You can succeed or fail very fast. Yep. And if your management team, I think, uh, isn't on the same page, doesn't have the same beliefs, and kind of the fun part about this show is we are the complete opposite. I mean, we don't we don't do work the same. Um, we don't um, we don't go through conflict the same. We don't struggle the same. So the my very rough um, I hate to say in your face, but I'm very direct. Um, if there's an issue, let's just get it fixed and move on. And I think 15 years in corporate might have given you a you've had a different approach about how there's a process to conflict and there's a process to oh, resolution. Yes. Um, has there been any kind of eye opening? And again, don't, <laughs> I'm not looking for sugarcoat. <laughs> so if you were relatable, if you're talking to, um, if there's another woman that's listening and they're in a small business with their spouse and they're struggling because they don't understand fully what the business entails and where they fit and what their role is, and there's a um, failed expectations on maybe both. Mm-hmm. Um, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, I would say um, I think we're very lucky that we have the relationship we do and that I can be completely honest. So I think that it's a, if you're struggling, just admit it. If you don't, if I don't like something that you said to me because you've taught me yeah. it's okay to communicate openly to speak that you can just say it. And if there's a part of the job that you end up disliking or it just doesn't fit your personality or something that that's okay to bring up too. But I think it's just kind of, um, you have to, you have to be honest about it, but you also have to accept that there are going to be pieces that you are going to hate that you're still going to have to do either. Cause you don't have somebody else or you, you may hate it, but you actually are the right personality for that piece of the job. So you don't get to you don't get to pick your role anymore. You're kind of thrust into it. Exactly. Yeah. So um, it's you can't, you know, our job is we wear so many different hats that it's like, you know, you can go out on a floor and you can be a coach who's extremely outgoing and bubbly, or you can be a coach who's very quiet and very direct and that hat's not the same for your business one. So my, my truly bubbly, funny personality is definitely not going to work when you and I have to sit down and have hard conversations about numbers and. So what you're saying is, um, public facing, client facing, customer facing, you're one way. And then when it comes to the the brass tacks of the business, it's got to be change your, you've got to be yourself again and come back into the business fold. Whereas on the outside, it's, it is the. The entertainer, Fit- yes. fitness is entertainment, yeah. and um, I love that part. And then you come into the, the the dark and gloomy business side of business, and yep. <clears throat> so when my struggles, um, I was obviously very excited that we were able to get you out of corporate mm-hmm. because um, you gave me the opportunity to leave my job, and it was close to the same time. So I left corporate around forty years old, and you you left right before you turned forty one. Mm-hmm. So. Um, 
I kind of saw that as we escaped, yep. you know, we, we, we got a chance to get out. And when I, cause I was in management with corporate and my management style was, and this was a kind of a government atmosphere. I had an expectation and the expectations were met. And, um, it, it took a lot of self drive on the people that I worked with, or I didn't hire them. And, with vetting my spouse, <laughs> it wasn't, it's not like we sat down and I said, Hey, look, you know, this looked really good on paper, but you just don't have the qualities we're looking for, <laughs> yeah. you know? So that didn't work. So my expectations as a, as a, as a manager, and I hate saying that cause I, I didn't open the gym to be a boss and I didn't open the gym to, to do anything like what I was doing in corporate. Um, but there has to be a line of responsibility and there's gotta be expectations set. And part of my difficulty with us being partners was um I would wouldn't talk, wouldn't talk to my wife the way I talked to some of my employees That's and it's it's <laughs> terrible um but when you run at the high level the high professional level that the the gimme is you are in the game at this level because you've demonstrated a competency um and that competency comes with an expectation that you are professional and I have a terrible set of expectations on people, myself included. You know, I um, I work hard, um, contribute a lot of what I do. You, as the entrepreneurial spirit, my mind never really shuts off. Yeah. And you and I have had conversations that, you know, you you don't need to work that way in our relationship or in our business for us to be successful at what we do. Um, and you had actually said before, you're like, I know that's not me. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely not me. And that, that was the part about the entrepreneur. What were some of those other key pieces to being an entrepreneur? Because you had looked at me and you're like, I know exactly what's going on. That's not me. Oh, yeah. Well, I think one of the funniest things was they were saying, you know, entrepreneur, like you're you're always researching and reading. And you and I were on vacation <laughs> and I was reading whatever book I was reading that had absolutely nothing to do with business. And fiction. I, fiction. I said to you, fiction. I said to you, I'm like, Oh, you know, B, Oh my gosh. What are you listening to? And it was some like sales book. It, it was, <laughs> it was an audio book on, on sales because <laughs> I was terrible at sales. So I had to study. Exactly. And you're, I think you were as excited to be reading <laughs> yeah. that as I was to be reading a fiction book. So, it's one of the first things we should have recognized when working together is that we're not going to be the same. What drew, what draws us together <laughs> as a couple isn't necessarily what's going to draw us together as a business couple. No. So uh, the traits that we found interesting in each other for our relationship, they probably won't be there um, as far as mm. it's not like going up on a business version of Tinder and being like, this person's got the business <laughs> qualities that I'm exactly. looking for. You know, when it's your spouse, it's you find what works the best and you give them an opportunity to play where they are comfortable, but because it's a small business, you also have to play in the areas you might not be comfortable in. Yep. Yeah. That's what I was saying earlier. I think, um, you, you always have to be honest and just saying that this is something that's so outside of my comfort zone. And it's not that you're not willing to learn it. It's, you may not like it, but you might have to do it. And then I think as, as we're learning, working together, there are things that maybe I've been assigned or you've been assigned and we are not good at them. For sure. And then we just have to kind of, you know, stop and it's like, ooh, you know, I, you've been working on this for three months and, and you suck. <laughs> or I've been working on this and I suck. I've never said that. <laughs> no, you definitely haven't. Um, I don't think I've said it. You haven't. Um, and then it's just, I, I guess the other piece is, you know, be honest, but be flexible too. 
and just know that that's, awesome. that's actually pretty awesome. Yeah. And I think that, um, I had a very, very different expectation of what my role was going to be here because up until I actually came on with you full time, I really was a coach mm-hmm. and you know, I would ring people up for supplements and like do that kind of stuff. But I didn't, I wasn't engaged, I think at all in business growth. Sure. It was, that wasn't part of your skill set at your previous job. And, oh yeah. And at, at 40 at the, you know, the mid, maybe the turning point in our life, Mm -hmm. you're picking up a new job with new skills and and everything you've done before is gone and everything you're doing now is new and unknown. Oh yeah. It freaks me out. (laughs) It freaks me out. (laughs) Um, okay. So we got a top five list. Um, if you work with a spouse, um, these are what we have found to kind of make that, um, that relationship a work in progress or stronger. Um, that's a perfect way to put it. And this isn't something that you're going to figure out right away. And it it absolutely takes time. So, um, I'm going to read the list and Jenny, she helped me make the list. So she got commentary. We'll go ahead and put (laughs) it to it. So first thing is that you've got to be able to make time outside of the business for yourselves. It can't always be business. And if you've had a bad day at work, typical model is people come home, they're pissed off, they Mm -hmm. vent, it's over because the relationship and the family are separate from the job. When you're doing this, the job and the relationships are tied together. And oh, by the way, we're going to commute to work together. Oh yeah. Then we go to work. And if there's any conflict, you got to get back in the car, you got to drive home and then you got to deal with it. Yeah. No, and if there's any conflict too, we have never been ones that would bring it into the gym to our people. <laughs> so it's like we pull up. I always wonder when we're sitting outside the gym in the truck if people are like, oh, oh look, they're fighting. They think we're pissed. Which the funny thing is, nine times out of 10, I think that's just kind of our quiet time to just be it, like, okay, let's do this. And It's the only three-minute gap of the day for the both of us to not have exactly. anything to do. Yeah, yeah so if we could have a disagreement. You get to the gym. You absolutely can't share that. So you got to put on your happy face. You got to put on your happy face. Then you get in the back of the truck and it's like, I'm not going to turn your seat warmer on. That's right. Because we, you know, we have, did you see what you did in there? Exactly. All right. So you got to make time outside of the business. Uh, number two of our top five list here is that you've got to separate relationship talk from business talk. Yep. And there's times when we have to actually be like, hey, I, I don't want to say this um, as your spouse. Yep. You know, and in business, there's there's always someone's in charge and someone that's kind of in the second in charge. We're not going to talk about who's who's who in this role. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if there is something where that's got to be said, and this is a touchy subject because this is probably the hardest thing in our relationship for me because when there's something that needs to be addressed, I don't want to look like I'm... Um, I'm in a leadership role over right. you. That's mm-hmm. that's that's an uncomfortable spot for me to be in. But if this was any other person that I'd hired to fit into the role that you were doing, um, it would have been just a, this is the expectation, this is where you didn't make it, or this was the expectation, You, if you need help because you don't know what you're doing, you need to come talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but we actually will caveat those relationship talk slash business talks, and we'll put a... Um, a D mark in there and be like, Hey, what I have to say next isn't as your husband, it's as your coworker. Yeah. And I think that, I think over time that's gotten easier in the beginning. It was like, what are you talking about? You are my husband, mm-hmm. you know, you are my wife. But I think now it's one of those, I think the good thing with us is that we always know that whatever we're going to talk about, even if it's a difficult conversation comes from a good place. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whether it is personal or business, you are 
never, ever, ever, um, in a position where you would want to, or you would berate me and I wouldn't do the same to you. So we don't have business conversations. I don't look at you and say, you know, I'm your COO and this is the way it's going to be. Cause I don't, I don't talk to you like that as your wife. It's just like, okay, let's, let's sit down. We're going to have a business talk. We're going to be business partners. You know, we're not going to hug it out because it's not what business partners do. Let's just have this conversation. You've got to be able to put that hat on you and have to. take it off. Um, and then kind of our unspoken rule is once we talk business and then that topic is over, it's not allowed to come over into our personal. I love it. Like, I can't believe you said that I didn't do this job. Right. Exactly. Or, you know, you, you, you obviously aren't happy with the work I've been providing. I can't believe you said that to me. So we were able to separate yep. those two. And once the topic is off business talk, yeah, you're not allowed to bring it back in. No. And that's, we have, we are actually very good at that. I totally agree. Um, I've never felt like if you have said, was this on your, you know, list of something we, you know, you knew how important it was to you to get it done because mm-hmm. it's going to make you better at your job. You know how important it was me because then we're going to help grow the business. And then it's never been like, oh, and, you know, I don't like the way you fold my socks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Now that is, that does sound weird. Uh, I'm an excellent folder, by the way. <laughs> she does all the folding. Exactly. Um, but you know what I mean? Like in all honesty, we just don't, we very much don't carry over we don't carry conversations over as soon as they're done in any aspect of our life. But in business, especially it's kind of like, okay, well we stood up out of our office chairs. We've had this discussion and now it's done. I love it. So I would say that that was the most important skill. Definitely. Um, we got a couple other good ones to go. Um, but if you can separate business talk from personal talk, that will save you a lot of tears and uh, a lot of heartache. Do it. Um, so number three, we got recognizing the slippery slope of frustration. And this is what (laughs) I like to call getting each other lathered up. And that is when, um, usually it, it can be a vendor, a retailer, a client. It can be somebody that brings drama. And the two of you are so turned <laughs> about what, what happened that you feed each other. And the, the whole the whole thing escalates it does. quickly. It's so stupid. And it's almost like you've, you've lit a fire to gas and yeah. you can't stop it once it gets going. And we know some couples that they don't recognize that point and they will lather themselves into a stupor. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got to have the ability to say, hold up, look at what we're doing. You got to pull back from it. So yes. the slippery slope of frustration is once you get started, give yourself like 60 seconds and just say, I've got one more minute. And then that's, that's it with this, you know, because one, it steals your time. It steals your attention. It steals your joy. It's huh. it, whatever focus and energy you've got for each other and the business that day. It's, it's a robbery. So uh, keep an eye on things that get you um, frustrated equally and watch that the two of you aren't constantly um, pushing <laughs> each other over the cliff. Yeah. You know, I, actually, what comes to mind is the opposite of this. Is And it's funny because sometimes you counter a lot of my negative with a lot of sometimes ridiculous positivity. I know. It, I love it. And I, it drives me batshit. I know. So <laughs> the other side is sometimes I'm like, I just need to vent. Um, this has taken us to our number four, but... Um, if there is a, and again, mm-hmm. it's all on expectations and perceptions. That's probably the, the number one reason people don't get along anymore is perceptions and failed expectations. But if I've got something to say, it's like, I, I need to say something and I, I don't want you to say anything back. Yep. And I think you actually came up with that. It's, okay. um, the idea was, um, I is got, this our number four. This is number four. Mm-hmm. I've got something to say and I don't want to hear any feedback. It's, I think it's worked very well for us. And I don't remember what made me come up with the idea other than aside the fact that we 
you and I can lather each other up. I think so buttery. Exactly. I think it's cray cray. Um, but it works very well for us. I think business and personal very, very well that if it's just like, I need to say something no matter what the topic is. And it's like, I don't want even a reaction. Like one of my favorite things you ever said to me was if you ever need to say something and you don't even <laughs> want to see my reaction, oh, yeah. you don't even have to face, we don't have to face each other. I'll turn away because, exactly. because sometimes I don't want to get to that <laughs> number three where it's slippery slope and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to say anything. Um, I don't want you to see that I'm pissed off. Okay. Exactly. But I think that's, uh, that is so, I think that is so huge in any relationship that you have with anybody. That's just like, um, if you're upset or you just feel like you just need to say something, even if it doesn't make sense. I think I'm, I'm the queen of, I just need to get this off my chest. I don't even know why I'm feeling this way or thinking this, but it's when it's done, it's done. It helps. It and does. It helps so much. Given that caveat knows that the discussion is going to be over quickly. So not only are you helping to avoid the slippery slope or number yeah. three, um, but you're not going to lose much time. No. Um, when I've had to vent, it's like, I'm just going to barf all this nasty <laughs> negativity up and I just want it to be out of yes. my system. So sometimes saying it out loud and one, you can't take it to one, you got to be careful about who you share information with anymore because stuff gets out and gets everywhere. And the, and the last thing you want is, you know, a vendor catching wind or a client catching wind or so you, you need a person that's safe that you can unload yep. and, and then not damage the rest of our day. Exactly. No, it's right. one of my favorite things we do. All right, so that's number four. And then number five, and this one's kind of cool. We just kind of put this in place. There's an area of the house that's off limits to any business talk whatsoever. Um, we've got an area where we'll sit down and eat. Um, nice, nice bright view. Um, mm -hmm. The light comes in well. We've got, you know, a good sight of the trees. And there's a little bit of a life's bigger than you kind of feel to yeah. where we have this area in our house. You know, there's a... <laughs> you're, your problems are tiny um, <laughs> in the grand scheme of it. But this area where we sit down is like, this is the off limits of business talk. When we sit here, it's nothing about nothing except um, your personal lives. What's mm -hmm. going on with you? What's going on with your family? You know, wh whatever that talk is, it just, you can't bring up a client. You can't bring up the gym. You can't bring up billing issues. And we don't talk about any, like no business at all whatsoever. Even if it, even if it's positive business. And what I kind of like about this is if you're talking about something I don't want to hear about, I'm just going to go sit in that chair. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you shouldn't have told me. Now I'm and, on to you. And you're going <laughs> to. So, so when I'm over there, that's just a, an unspoken timeout. And I don't well, want to hear it. If you put some headphones in too, then we might have to. I'm just going to see if actually walking towards that side of the house will kill a conversation. That's the funniest thing ever. Yeah. We should like rope it off. Why not? <laughs> the special place. <laughs> All right. So our top five, uh, just review them real quick. Make time outside of the business for each other. Um, separate relationship talk from business talk. Um, recognize the slippery slope of frustration. That's number three. Don't lather each other up. Time to vent and give yourself a safe word and just say, hey, I need to do this. Can I just, just unload? And then the last one's um, carve out a place in your house that is special to you mm -hmm. and your spouse, your significant other, that you guys can just like, mm -mm, no negativity in this area. This is our safe space. Um, those are, those are pretty solid. That that right there is seven years of working shoulder to shoulder. And there isn't many days that we're not together freaking all day. All day. Literally. I don't, I don't like my family that much. I'm, <laughs> I, I mean, there's nobody else I would sit around with that much. So that says a lot that we're able to make that work. Um, in some cases, it can be toxic for couples. It can actually kill things. Okay. So that's a little bit about how we kind of manage our um, relationship 
and balance it with work relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, now with that, we talked a lot about negativity and safe space and everything else. So we're going to wrap up today with just talking about how to create a barrier for negativity. Um, it is very difficult. Uh, you're surrounded. Uh, it's like a north, south, east, and west convergence of negativity everywhere you turn. Um, there's very few social media sites where you can go to anymore where there's not getting peppered by something. Um, people, you've got those people in your life that just their goal is to bring negativity to your feet. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be about you. It's just, you know, that it's just ugly. soul crushing, you know, oh, come on. So one thing that works for me and social media is my biggest hang up. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an evil necessity of business. You cannot do business without social media. It is as much a part of that as me paying for utilities. Um, that's how we market. That's how we promote. That's how we, uh, lead nurture. That's how we manage our relationships with our communities. Um, but when you hop on there and see something that's funky, uh, I have a very difficult time, um, pulling back quick enough. So I've had to create barriers. Like I I won't turn my phone on until nine in the morning. Mm -hmm. And when we're doing things right, the phone is turned off by seven 38 o'clock at night silent mode come off you know you can play games or whatever if you're doing something on your phone but you're not allowed to go up and read posts anymore um, what works best for you because you you seem to have a better grip on managing negativity better than me yeah i would say uh up until recently my biggest one was definitely shutting my phone and i won't even get on if i'm on my ipad it's a books up and everything else is shut down and blocked off But until recently, it was absolutely almost like eight o'clock hit on my phone and it went plugged in and turned upside down and and that was it. Um, I've started slipping into that hour a little bit, so I need to work on that. But especially on the social media part of negativity, I go in and uh, we'll use Facebook and it's, I look at anything that I've been tagged in. I always go into our closed sites. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're awesome. Our, our community sites. Yeah. Our community sites. And then I jump out of Facebook. So it's kind of like, um, who's, I try to remember people's birthday anyway, but I'm like, okay, if there's, you get your birthday reminder. Mm-hmm. So say happy birthday to those people you care about. Um, jump into your sites, see if you got tagged in anything and then get off. That's the, that's the business demands of the, of social media. You've exactly. got to plug in up there. Yeah. You plug in. Um, the other thing I do is it's like, um, especially, and I'm a, I like Instagram cause I don't feel like the negativity is there as much. It's just following everything that's positive and things that make me laugh. Like I follow so many dog sites and Bible verses and that I've just started doing that on Facebook mm-hmm. and one, and you taught me this, <laughs> the, the, the stigma of unfriending people on Facebook. So if you know, you've got those people out there that yes. all they do is it's politics or it's, you know, uh, it's just ugly sometimes. It's crap. And yeah. So you're unfollowed. I, Un- unfollow yes. is the most brilliant thing I've seen um, because I never even took time. I just get frustrated every time somebody's, you know, poop would pull, roll up in my timeline. Yeah. Um, once I've started unfollowing mm-hmm. a bunch of people, I made it a point to go out and find sites that interest me. Um, a big one is like animal rescues. Yeah, um, I love those. Stupid comedy things, you know, any kind of that slap humor. And once you start liking and commenting on those pages, it's not enough just to go out and like the page, but you've got to engage on their feed. If you've got mentors like Gary Vee or um, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. I do Russell Brunson, um, another business mentor, Alex, uh, I make it a point to comment and like on those posts because Facebook will figure out that's what you want to see more of. Yes. And you'll get more of that positivity in your yes. timeline. 
And every once in a while, if some of that poop comes in there, I go out and just start, you know, following. Yeah. Yeah. You crush it. Um, now social media, what about in person? I think in person, that's definitely more difficult. Um, I think it's, especially because some of some of the negativity you're around is so draining and your initial reaction can be so over the top and then depending on who's around they're going to see your reaction which then they're going to talk about which is then going to cause drama and negativity which then the vicious cycle never ends but i think where i am where i'm really working on i'm starting to get better is when the negativity comes it's like i think all any of us have to do is just say can you just give me a minute? <laughs> Honestly. And I'm, I'm a huge, give me a minute person. I think it's the Italian in me that's, you know, always ready to boil over, but it's, can you imagine how much less drama and negativity there would be if everybody just said, you know, okay, thank you for bringing that to my attention. <laughs> and can you just, can you just give me a minute or I'll be, I'll be right back in case we need to talk about this anymore, but just take yourself out of the situation. Um, Try, I think, to, you almost have to turn your soul off because we take things so, God, they yeah, hurt we're sometimes. In, we're in the emotional, you know, the, the transfer of emotion is fitness. Yeah. So when the negativity hurts as much as the positivity. And yeah, you become does. an empath almost. Yeah. Um, you're better at it than I am. Your whole I need a minute thing, I just turn around and walk away from people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, I can't even be subtle about it anymore. And it's getting to where if they follow me, I'm actually, I'm turning around and being like, I don't want the negativity right now. Come find me after my workout or come mm-hmm. find me after nine in the morning. Um, most people won't even think twice about polluting your spirit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they know that they're carrying a lot of funk mm-hmm. and they're just looking for outlets. And if I thought that some folks would bring their funk and they'd be done with it, Every once in a while, I could take some. I could take that emotional transference. You'd be like, "Hey, if you need to talk and get this off your chest, no problem." But it doesn't stop there. They go to the next person and mm-hmm. the next person, and they're barfing up all day long, different problems to different people. And it's just some people thrive on negativity. Yes, I agree. Um, I don't. I don't think we're people that like to focus on negativity at all. I think you and I are the. This is the one way that we're like, mm-hmm. where it's like if you hear about it or whatever, kind of work through it and then you just want to move on. And I don't think, I don't know if I can say I've, there's a lesson in everything for me, but at least move on from it and maybe uh, think about why was this brought to my attention? Are you saying a lesson that that person brought to you? Yes. That's interesting. So I don't, I don't know if there's one in everything in a lesson in what is brought to us. I mean, I don't know if it's just in general life. It's like, Hey, this is what I've heard. And maybe, you know, you let somebody get close to you mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, you kind of, you ignored your spidey sense oh, yeah, and you yeah. did. And so the lesson is don't ignore your spidey sense. Or if somebody brings something that they heard, instead of kind of dwelling on the negativity, it's like, okay, well, somebody brought this and it really stunk to hear it, but I am, I'm going to turn that into a positive. I'm going wow. to change something and, and turn something bad into something good. I'm not at that level. Oh, no, you're not. I, I, I wish I could be. Um, I think that you're, you are much more, um, that you're considered the mom of the gym anyway, mm-hmm. so you've got that extra pocket of uh, spare, <laughs> I, I don't know, tolerance, <laughs> Warm I guess. and fuzzies. Yes, yeah, so you're much more warm and fuzzy than I. Um, the one other interesting thing, and I've been hearing it more and more lately with um, some of our business mentors, is 
the if you are of a high creative capacity, so you are a small business owner, um, the things that we have obligations to in our life, which is each other, the business, our family, our friends, our chores, mm-hmm. our tasks, our learning, you know, everything of the day takes a certain amount of time. You've got to allocate that time every day. Yes. And the one thing that we don't have a budget for is the time lost on being negative. Because if, um, if, if the right person or the right mood or the right thing happens, it's stealing time and attention and focus away f- that you don't have to spare. Right. I certainly do not have, you know, an hour to, to lose on, um, talking about the same thing over and over again. And it's, there's no productive side to no. it. Um, so part of that barrier, um, is to start one, you got to recognize that your time for the day, productive time, everyone's got time to screw off, but productive time when you're actually on fire hot for what you do, um, your focus and attention, it's got to be tuned. Yes. And it's amazing when, if I go a day and say, look, I'm just not going to get on social media today, or I'm going to not go into the business. There's times that I'm like, I need a day without human interaction. Mm-hmm. Those end up being the most productive days. Um, because it's a clean new day. That's what I was going to say. I was going to use the word clean. That's it, funny. And it, it, it's amazing how if you can intentionally and with purpose block out the negative stuff, how much more effective and functional you'll be, not just in your business, but in your relationships. Mm-hmm. You know how um, if you get into a relationship with somebody, you have a friend relationship with someone, and you know what's coming out of their mouth. You know it. You can anticipate the negativity. Right. Um, one thing I hate, and I've told you this before, for myself, I don't like being predictable. So <laughs> when I know that I'm having a bad day, it makes me cringe to think you're just waiting for me to say, <laughs> I need to get this off my chest. It's terrible. <laughs> So the whole thing can be avoided. This is a long way of me saying if you can kind of remove yourself from the situation, recognize that's not going to be good for me or my day, and you need to cut those things out of your life that bring that drama. And you know what else, too, I think has really worked for me, and uh, I started this this year, is me saying I'm not going to make time in my day for this. So you are acknowledging. So it's not people say like, you know, I don't, we say it all the time. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Yeah. You got time. You make time for what's important. The negativity is not. So I will say, I won't, you know, did you address whatever? And it's like, but I know because I won't make time in my day for that. That's brilliant. It seems like it's common sense. It's, but it's easy. I think it's easier to say than do a lot of times, but the more and more, what are the, what is it? You do things three times before it's a habit or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but I say it every day. I say it out loud a lot where it's like, I will not make time in my life for that. Oh, so just to get geek on you for a second. <laughs> so when you are constantly stressed out and you have, um, the physiological responses of being stressed out, high blood pressure, high heart rate, um, increased cortisol. So the stress hormone they've shown, this is a fun little geek tip for you guys increased cortisol throughout the day over long periods of time shrinks your hypothalamus and that's the that's the mood center of your brain okay it kind of controls the mood your hypothalamus shrinks and you become a curmudgeon you just want to be curmudgeon you become this and i've got curmudgeons in my life and it's because they live their hypothalamus is bathed (laughs) in cortisol all day okay so 
the one thing I try to do is it's like, I don't want to be like that guy. I don't want to be like that guy. Your hypothalamus can't take it. Okay. So don't be an asshole. Uh Otherwise your brain will shrink. I I feel like we just introduced like 10 new t-shirt ideas. (laughs) Yeah. We we hold the trademarks on all of them. Exactly. Um, Well, cool. So there's, everyone goes through the negativity. Everyone's got the similar conditions and it just seems, um, I read somewhere else uh, recently that says America is lives in a state of outrage and that is the negativity. It is. And Everyone's you, upset. Oh yeah. You and I also just talked about, um, trying to figure out something that was similar to when people would wear like a uh, rubber band on their brace mm-hmm. on their uh, rubber band on the bracelet, a rubber band on their wrist as something like if you start thinking, speaking all of this, n- not the negativity where it's like, I need to vent and get this off my chest, mm-hmm. but just a, a cycle of silliness that there's something we either wear or we have hanging up somewhere that's just a reminder of we committed to ourselves and each mm. other. Uh-uh. No. So no. like a, a physical reminder. Yes. And those things are good because I know people snap the rubber bands once they start going down a path they don't want to be in. Exactly. But remember, we just had that conversation, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, let's start doing some research on maybe something that we could put on our body or hang up in our house and also at the at our the gym as just a this too shall pass exactly (laughs) there you go that's perfect it's not that bad (laughs) um all right well cool we covered a ton today um any parting words negative any jenny wisdom to to share before um, either about working together um don't do it i'm I'm totally kidding uh, that was an uh, absolute uh, joke uh, um anything for that female entrepreneur or co-entrepreneur out there that um you can say hey it's this is the, if it's the only takeaway the only takeaway i would say is if you really don't want to be a part of a business whether it means that it would really upset your husband including tears or anything else absolutely don't do it your marriage is more important than your the business. marriage is way more important and hopefully i know it's the case with us know that your marriage is the priority always. And if you needed to back away or you said, Ooh, I made a mistake. I want to go back to work or you, any of that, just, just have the conversation with your spouse. But above all, if you, if you don't want to do it, yeah. you have to say no, you have to be strong, be strong. So when we open the gym and, uh, we set this caveat up right away. And that was, if this gym at all interferes with our relationship, we're, We're, out. Done. We're, We're out. done. We're um, yeah. The the person I live with is more important than than creating a business. Exactly. Um, my last thing, um, if you are the male side of the entrepreneur, or I think the even greater struggle is the female and male entrepreneur, where you're both A types. <laughs> I mean, thank God we have a little bit of difference there as well, um, and that is to manage your expectations. Um, That's perfect. I. I still maintain my high standards. I try not to make it so known that it makes other people uncomfortable. I, I hate to use the word workaholic because I love what I do so much. It doesn't feel like work. I know. Um, but I know that it puts stress on you to see me working because you feel like you need to be working. Oh, yes. So I have actually, we've carved a line there and I, I will actually say, I'm doing this for me, not for the business. Mm-hmm. Take a break. Get out. Mm-hmm. You know, stop doing what you're doing. But then also on my my you, my coworker, my, um, my co-owner, my uh, business partner. 
same expectations on our employees as well. Mm -hmm. And that is um, the only way to be the best is that you have to eat, sleep, and breathe to be the best. And it's just not, it's not a way to live if that's not you. I so, agree. So I need to manage my expectations a little better. Um, that would be my greatest hot tip. I like that. Okay. All right. Well, cool. So we're going to wrap up uh, this third installment. <laughs> this is great. Um, we've got some more stuff coming for you on the next show. Um, would love for you guys to drop us some feedback. So if you got it, we want to hear it. And hopefully this has reached some of you. I certainly hope so. Awesome. All right. See you next time. All right, y'all. Bye. Later. Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.